the number of Ukrainian female officers in the army has increased dramatically. But how about women's situation in general? How does the war affect them? And to what conclusions and the most important solutions can we draw from it? The Solutions from Ukraine podcast is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov. I am the co-host of this podcast. And before we start, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon. Patreon.com slash rubrica. After you join us at Patreon, you'll be able to send us questions that we address in the podcast. And you can also get our exclusive merch with Solutions and, of course, Ukraine. So let me introduce Anastasia Rodenko, Rubrica's chief editor. Hello, Nastya. Hello, Vlad and our listeners. Glad to be back. Indeed, uh, Rubrica pays a lot of attention to such issues and women show from one side uh, great courage. As I mentioned already, many of them have volunteered or joined the armed forces, but, well, more on that later. And from the other side... um, women are the one of the most vulnerable groups in war, especially uh, who are single, raising small children or caring for sick relatives. And due to the war, many of them lost their homes and because of economic consequences, economic situation, jobs too. Uh, so basically, tell us, Nastya, how does Ukrainian civil society help uh, those women and uh, what kind of solutions did they manage to find uh, for themselves and uh, uh, what examples uh, they uh, kind of they also set for for others we have uh, reported really about a lot of cases for example uh, we reported about the Women for Women platform, and we would like to share about it too. Uh, the organization was created three years ago by the Lviv non-government organization Center of Women's Perspective, Women's Perspectives, to help women who find themselves in crisis life circumstances. Uh, this initiative collects and publishes uh, the stories of women in need of support, seeking donors for. Uh, so uh, Marta Chumala, deputy head of the Women's Perspective Center, told uh, our journalist how the initiative developed its work during the war. Yeah, so like more and more women who felt empowered uh, to extend a, a helping hand uh, to, to those in need, uh, uh, they began <clears throat> to join the initiative. And uh, it was uh, not only about financial support, they also helped with clothes, uh, some basic products, uh, some services, uh, such as uh, like uh, like tutoring and, and others. And uh, we should also keep in mind that uh, um, after the relocation, after the evacuation, uh, even within Ukraine, many... Uh, people, including women, uh, were uh, were kind of forced to uh, to start from scratch. And uh, uh, obviously, when the full scale invasion began, the number of requests in, uh, increased tenfold. And if uh, if earlier um, uh, this organization completed uh, s- several requests uh, in a week. Uh, 
and um, in, in in comparison to the pre-war time now they uh, have implemented uh, like uh, like hundreds of uh, of requests uh, e- even during uh, uh, the the short period of time so let's talk about how does the initiative really work? Um, uh, how does it uh, uh, really function? So about today. Today the initiative is focused on helping the most vulnerable single women with children who have been displaced or live in the frontline zones. Uh, of course, now the whole Ukraine is like frontline zones, but uh, we have Donetsk, Kharkiv, Kherson, Zaporizhia and Mykolaiv regions, and um, there are uh, their target uh, regions. For all of them, the platform offers simple and direct support tools, financial assistance, like buying groceries and medicines, ordering services, and searching for treatment options. Many requests are uh, also fulfilled uh, behind the, the skins without even getting to the platform. So it is about very elementary down-to-earth needs. Yeah, and uh, also uh, the Women for Women uh, project, uh, they were able to collect more than 2 million hryvnias, around uh, $50,000, uh, to help uh, around... Uh, around 1,500 uh, Ukrainian women. And uh, like in Ukraine, we uh, usually call it a network uh, when um, basically one-time help uh, develops into a more extended interaction and people uh, are um, about to get in touch and uh, uh, sometimes people re- become really close and uh, the initiative's employees they uh, started to visit um, uh, to visit women uh, and and help them in, especially with their children uh, and in turn uh, those who who have been given the opportunity to to get back on their feet uh, like faster than uh, the others uh, they they also they also began to help others uh, who are in trouble to take care of the uh, older ladies uh, who live nearby or to send uh, children's clothes uh, and uh, and uh, stuff like that and uh, we are mm, reporting about this uh, stuff because um, it 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 was and it is uh, the, the way how the uh, the uh, situation was developing, and uh, especially during such uh, dark time as uh, the war, especially in the uh, time of blackouts uh, in in the first in the first days of the war, those uh, initiatives uh, that uh, that help others, uh, uh, they really uh, are the small light uh, in this in this dark tunnel. And this case is really about um, a cooperation between different organizations. Uh, between in this issue, uh, I think it is 
like inevitable. Um, so the Women for Women initiatives um, uh, sometimes also attract support from other institutions. For example, uh, this was the case with uh, the Lesia Ukrainka Theater in Lviv. And uh, this theater organized an exhibition of uh, this famous Ukrainian poet, uh, famous uh, woman, her portraits in various stylizations and then a large auction and proceeds were sent to, vo- to women whose stories were published on the site. Also, for example, in January this year, the um, also like famous store of Siswayi with uh, Ukraine-made uh, clothes, um, placed information stands with QR codes of stories and a call to help women who find themselves in crisis circumstances. This took place within the framework of the campaign She Needs Help, carried out by the ZMINA Center for Human Rights and Center of Women's Perspectives, together with the multi-brand platform. And uh, in Ukraine, it works like uh, then if you see that Uh, something in your bubble you do everything you can to make it bigger and stronger yeah uh, of of course we'll post uh, the link about uh, this case in the in the description of the episode and uh, also also you can find more uh, such uh, stories um, on our website and uh, basically let's talk m- uh, more about another um, approach another important uh, important contribution that uh, Ukrainian women uh, make including those abroad because uh, we I understand that uh, among uh, around seven million Ukrainians who have uh, left the country uh, at least uh, at least half of them or the vast majority of uh, this number is um, basically women. And uh, let's talk more in, about uh, some cases of uh, uh, support uh, uh, to Ukraine, uh, which was uh, uh, also highlighted uh, in uh, uh, in foreign countries. So at Cannes, where famous movies are presented, Ukrainians have also gained a lot of attention. A Ukrainian woman, Ilona Chernobai, caused quite the skin by creating a self-inflicted blood bath right on the Cannes Film Festival red carpet. Yeah, and uh, if we really think about uh, about what kind of... Uh, attention uh, she want to grab and uh, basically what did she want to accomplish is that um, this way um, of course uh, they put a demonstration in support of Ukraine and uh, the Ukrainian fitness trainer put uh, uh, put like together a demonstration in support of Ukraine and uh, uh, she arrived at the event uh, basically wearing a dress uh, that uh, that features uh, um, the colors of the Ukrainian flag and um, uh, for that woman that uh, we are talking about for Ilona Chernobyl of course the war is a part of life uh, since she's from Kramatorsk uh, close to the front lines and uh, uh, the city of Kramatorsk is uh, um, is one of the few in the, the 
in the eastern part of Ukraine, uh, which was under constant attack uh, uh, from Russians, and also it is a connection point uh, for for those uh, who are going to the front line. Uh, yeah, of course. And at the Cannes Festival, there are people from different countries. Great Britain, Spain, Poland, Germany, Spain. And imagine that you can come and be killed for your country's flag. Ukrainians do not need to imagine. That's our reality. They are exposed to danger every hour, not only for the flag's presence, but even for a simple conversation in the Ukrainian language. And the main task was to show that Ukraine does not give up its territories and people. We know that people uh, are waiting for us in Donetsk, Luhansk and Yalta despite any myths of Russian propaganda uh, that women commented on her action. In April, Ukrainians arranged a demonstration near the White House in uh, Washington, D.C. And um, it was done by the uh, by the charitable organization us uh, ukraine activists and uh, the idea of the um, of the demonstration was to uh, to dedicate um, uh, this uh, this rally to the tragedy that uh, the russians uh, uh, arranged in bucha in kiev region uh, in the spring of last year, and um, of course, uh, uh, those um, who have fallen uh, at this uh, descent forever, like those people, have uh, uh, relatives and uh, friends, and uh, and now, in, uh, in particular, the Ukrainian women are also are also making everything possible to to make the case uh, about uh, uh, bringing th- those perpetrators to to justice um, and uh, uh, the participants of this uh, uh, demonstration are close to the White House. They called on the U.S. administration to recognize Russia as a, a state uh, sponsor of terrorism and uh, uh, support the creation of the special tribunal for Russia, which... Uh, is uh, is highly supported by the the European uh, partners of Ukraine and uh, those in Ukraine may think uh, this uh, kind of demonstration is not uh, relevant or does not make any difference but uh, we should understand that uh, it is mostly Ukrainian women who organize uh, uh, such kind of events uh, abroad and uh, uh, by organizing those uh, events, uh, they more or less influence the the decision making process uh, in um, in those countries that help Ukraine. And there are many examples of it. Uh, we also post this in the description. Uh, the most important, in total, sixty thousand women serve in Ukraine's armed forces. Uh, and, uh, you know, from the first day of the war, uh, 11,000 women on an equal footing with men stood in choirs and lines at territorial re- uh, recruitment centers to join the defense of Ukraine. Uh, 
But still, there are problems. Still, the problem of gender provision in the Ukrainian army uh, has existed. Uh, even so many women serve in the army. Our defenders are still given men's uniforms and men's underwear, so women either have to tailor the uniform they are given or find something else. I know from uh, the friends, uh, from female friends in the army, that it is still a huge problem. And just recently, um, women test uh, NATO tailored military uniforms in Ukraine due to uh, civil again initiative arm women. Uh, now, uh, and um, uh, we have dedicated the uh, separate episode uh, uh, to Ukrainian women at war. Uh, you can find this episode Ukrainian women make a difference on the battleground where we presented the issues uh, Ukrainian women in the military have faced and what solutions they have developed to address them uh, so please discover this episode I really highly recommend and it is about uh, you need to know this about Ukrainian women Please, you can find more episodes of the podcast at rubrica.com or your favorite podcast provider. Solutions from Ukraine, where we discuss problems and issues from Ukraine and, uh, and also the people are doing something about them. So stay with us and remember to support us at patreon.com slash rubrica. Your support helps us produce more independent podcasting and reporting, which will result in more help for Ukraine to win this hard but important war.